right, I think we're ready to start the show. How are you guys doing? Oh, shit, I'm doing all right. All right. Golden. All right. Nice, doing nice. All right, I think we... Okay, excellent. Sound check is good. I think we are ready to fucking go, boys. Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, it's the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. How are you doing, Green? I'm doing pretty good. I'm getting through the day. It's been it's been quiet. I'm get I'm I'm starting to get really lonely. Oh, being by myself. Do you need it? You know, you know, you know. It's good. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you need some hugs and snuggles over there? Because I can oblige, my friend. McKenna will be home tonight sometime. So, <laughs> but if you want if you want to make the drive, we'll, we'll, I'd we'll appreciate get a, it. We'll get a cozy on the couch. You can be Big Spoon. Yes. Uh, stop. <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for satsturbating. <laughs> it sounds like like the new channel that's like Hallmark, but just a little bit more colorful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. With us, most of the time, it's the powerful, it's the beautiful, and now the old Revsven. How you doing, Padre? Very. Oh, uh, I got my Metamucil, uh, more of those originals, and AARP card in, so I'm golden. <laughs> Are you are you watching uh, Me TV in the um, the Western oh, channel now? NCIS all the time. No, NCIS it, it, all the time. Yeah, just it, just NCIS all the time. Mark Harmon <laughs> is a god. That little Denozo prick needs to learn to grow up. <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> my parents, no, my parents are like in their sixties and they watch the shit out of NCIS. We were late to watching the football game yesterday because my dad wanted to finish his episode of NCIS. I'm like, God damn it, dad. <laughs> With us this week, our special guest, a big old door, a big old door. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. For those who don't know who you are, door, why don't you go on ahead and tell the kind folks who you are and what you do and where people can um, find you. I am a streamer, you know, as these other beautiful three people are. And uh, yeah, you can find me at a big old door on Twitch, and I usually just stream a lot of fancy games. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What are you into right now, Dor? Uh, you know, a little bit of scrap mechanic. You know, it's a good little small game. Uh, Cold War, like playing some zombies occasionally, and then just random games here and there. All right, and if you guys are interested in checking them out, there'll be a link in the chat right now. And there will be links in the description of this episode on YouTube and the podcast platform to go check out Big Old Door. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't want to forget this, but you also do some music, right? I do. Yeah, where can people uh, find your music at? Uh, Spotify, iTunes, if that's a thing anymore, Apple Music, uh, you know, any any place you can find music, I should be there. It is fantastic, oh. too. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. the only music I'm using right now. <laughs> it's a big old door <laughs> on Spotify. Uh, yeah, my, my artist name or whatever you want to call it is Andy, but it's A-N-D-Y. In all caps on Spotify. Because mm. there's another one with lowercase n and D. Mm. I found that um, out. A little tip: I do not rap. So if you find one that raps, not me. 
I'm not going to lie. You said a little tip, and I thought you were talking about me. So I, 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 looked, I looked shocked for a second. That's my bad. Uh, wow. Well, is there going to be a day when we hear a big old oar spitting some bars? Because that would be pretty dope. Mm. Mm, you know, I wish. <laughs> I might. I might. You never know. You never know. Never know. Um, so getting some stuff out of the way. Uh, of course, every week we do have a question of the week. This week, our question is... What are uh, what TV show are you most excited for this year? Twenty uh, twenty kind of ruined a lot of people's TV schedules. Um, and so twenty twenty one, obviously, there's going to be a lot of TV. What show are you looking forward to the most? In my Discord, we were just talking um, about uh, the new Shaman King anime that's coming out, which looks pretty fucking dope. Um, I'm also looking forward to. Uh, my Hero Academia season, is it, what are we on, season five? Five? Season five. Question mark? Yeah, we're on season five. Um, also, uh, I'm looking forward to, um, what was it, uh, what's it called, uh, Dr. Stone, season two. Really? Mm-hmm. You're going to sit there and sleep on The Witcher? Is The Witcher Season 2 supposed to come it out this year? It's supposed to be 2021. Uh, that is tentative with COVID. And then uh, Henry Cavill injured his, I believe, shoulder. I, say, I, I hope he didn't hurt his beautiful, beautiful face. Oh, he did not. No, no. That would be a travesty against the human race, like damaging any of like this area and like these areas, like his, like his face and arms. It'd be a travesty. Yeah. So uh, go on ahead and tell us what's uh, in the comments or uh, go on ahead and chat right now. Or you can even tweet at us uh, what TV show you're most excited for this year. And uh, if you guys miss any part of the show, you guys can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. And uh, I'm ready to just get into it. Are you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Let's just get right into it. Let's just jump right into it. Let's just... so uh i think the first thing that we're going to talk about this week is rogue company um yeah sorry i was expecting someone to (laughs) chime in there Um, company hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) i i paused for a chirp and i didn't get a chirp um, Rogue Company is a free-to-play, character-based, third-person shooter by Hi-Rez Games, available on the Epic Game Store if you're playing on PC. It is available on PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, and Windows machines. Uh, the game is cross-play, which already is an immediate plus for anyone looking at something uh, to play with friends, especially if you have friends on multiple different platforms. That's great. Uh, for Windows users... Minimum specs are Windows 7, 64-bit or newer OS, an Intel Core i5-2320 CPU, and NVIDIA GTX 650, uh, 4 gigs of RAM, 20 gigs on your hard drive, and a broadband internet connection is required because it's multiplayer-only game. Need that broadband internet connection. Um, Green and I played this yesterday on our streams. And I gotta say, I was not expecting something so intuitive and 
great. <laughs> um, it was solid. It was solid. Like, it was. I, I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. So there are uh, three core game modes, all built around teams of four facing off. Uh, there's Demolition, otherwise known as Search and Destroy. Pretty self-explanatory for anyone who knows that term, but ba- anyone who doesn't. Um, you have to either eliminate the uh, enemy team or plant a bomb and have it detonate to win. Um, there is Strikeout, where teams have limited respawns and fight to capture an objective or eliminate the enemy team. Um, extraction, where teams fight for control of moving objects. Uh, apparently my my playback isn't working which is fine um character wise there are currently 16 rogues or heroes or whatever you want to call them in the game um with a wide variety of uh abilities so a few examples of characters here uh anvil uh is a tank with big guns and a he can place a big old fucking shield um there's dallas who is um who can reveal uh enemies closest to the team um, there's Ronan, who I played mostly last night, uh, who is best suited to flanking or, uh, forcing trade kills with, uh, enemy teams. Uh, and then there's Scorch, who tosses, like, a firebomb or a molotov, um, and does area denial. Those are just a few examples, um, so every character is kind of suited to different play styles, um, you, and you can find, like, the one that you like the best, um a lot like you guys ready you guys ready for to to take a shot ready ready to take a shot yeah it's it's a game with enough characters that everyone can feel like they can find their own play style a lot like dirty bomb there we go take your shot mark the bingo mark it on the bingo bingo. card let me get the bingo calendar hold on let me (laughs) I'll, I'll, i'll pull the link out i'll put it in the chat yes um Real quick, uh, I'm pretty sure during the High Res Expo they announced that they're coming out with eight new rogues. Yeah, during, the, one, during the official like season one thing that's coming out. There, yeah, the, it's uh, it's pretty dope how many they have so far. Like there, there's not, they're, they're not, um, they're not lacking by any means. Um, sorry, I'm also trying to get the uh, playback um back at the moment um green let's uh I'll, yeah. I'll let you take over real quick on just like characters and feel and stuff like that well i it was it's a third person shooter uh i mean they're more like like class abilities and stuff like that um very reminiscent of uh i guess valorant is kind of like that it's just first person so third person um uh, you have to purchase items uh, each round um, so you don't start with everything um, at least from what I could tell um, it's very team based tactics so you want to make sure that you're you're uh, you know communicating with your team as much as possible um, I, I did like that there was you know several options and like you can progress and, and buy weapons throughout um, and like each character has their own separate uh, style of play that also works with like the team aspect of, of, of you know playing. Uh, 
I was a huge fan of Demo. Uh, Demo is is a, a breacher class. Uh, he has like this little grenade launcher that breaks off into a couple extra grenades. Um, that's really all I can think about like right now. Uh, the the game is extremely optimized. Um, I'm sure you could play it on a you know pretty low spec PC. Um, I was getting phenomenal frames and stuff like that. And it starting out like the tutorial was really easy. Um, it was really easy to get into the mechanics of the game. Um, it nothing was overly complicated. Um, I honestly I, I felt like a god playing the game, which was weird. Like uh, playing multiplayer against other other players, and like I didn't feel like I was like um, a lot of a lot of games when you first come in, they're very unforgiving to new players. Um, this one did not have that feeling. Yeah, so. there was never a point in time when I played this game that I felt like I was lost. And to your point about the optimization, um, my PC ran it fantastically, uh, especially while streaming. No stuttering, no frame skips or anything like that. You know, I don't know exactly how many, um, like how like how stable my frames were. I didn't have my frame counter up on Epic, um, so I couldn't. Uh, be for sure about how how my frames were performing at any given point in time but um one thing i wanted to add when it comes to characters is that each character gets a selection of guns and gadgets uh and perks that are particular to them and then as uh green mentioned there's also a buy phase at the beginning of every match that you can actually see on the screen right now where you can choose a primary um choose between one or two uh one of two primaries there we go you can also choose um uh, gadgets and add perks and improve your weapons or whatever else at the beginning of every round um like i said game runs and feels great fantastic uh sound design is really good too everything sounds pretty phenomenal um the uh directional audio is pretty well uh, is pretty well done as well like i can actually tell where people are on the map and stuff like that especially if it's really quiet um as a note for audio as much as i love run the jewels Having the beat for th uh, Thursday in the danger room uh, kind of stinks for streamers because I'm pretty sure that would get us a DMCA strike. Thanks, you Hi Res. You had your music on? I no, I turned I, it off. I just turn the music off every game yeah. now. Like there, there's no point. I I I constantly play that that and why that big old door <laughs> music anyway. So um, uh, pretty pretty cool. Plug. Got a friendly plug. <laughs> No, I actually, I, I mean, I kept it off, but it was one of those first things I noticed when I loaded the game up for the first time to get things prepped for stream was the, was the uh, beat was um, from RTJ3's, or our, our Run the Jewels' uh, third album, the the song uh, Danger Room, uh, <laughs> Thursday in the Danger Room, which is a fantastic beat. Again, I love Run the Jewels, but I just don't want to get a DMCA strike when I first load into a fucking game. Um so uh art wise everything is um consistent everything aesthetically is really pleasing uh the character designs are fantastic in my opinion all the characters are edgy and unique um and some of them are a little too fine okay like there's no right this is true like there's no there's no reason that these characters have to be as fine as they fucking are i'm calling the police <laughs> I'm calling the <laughs> it's not right yeah um 
so my overall impressions uh, you know if anyone skipped to this point in the in the episode uh overall impression and recommendation is that this is a game that you should at least tr- give an afternoon um it's something that you should try to see if it's your cup of tea it's very intuitive it's quick you'll learn it within like two to three games it's also a fantastic one to keep in your back pocket if you have friends who are on different platforms than you right if you're on pc and you want to find that new uh, cross-platform game to try xbox one you guys are tired of fortnite you know this is this is that game that can replace that uh so definitely it gets my recommendation check it out um, it's also free. So. It's free. Yeah, exactly. The the only thing you're the only thing that uh, you're in when you uh, download it is the time and the bandwidth it took to download. Oh yeah, I love this game. I, like honestly, if it was like twenty five dollars, I'd still pay for it. Forty dollars, I'd probably still pay for it. Mm. I I really enjoyed this game. Like I like. I was extremely impressed for a free to play game. This is very well put together. But it's would going you have paid forty dollars for it had you not got to try it out first? I don't know. That's the, that's the, that's the. Or would your skepticism thing. kept you from purchasing it? Exactly. My skepti- my my skepticism was the bane of this whole game because, like, I was thinking it was going to be like uh, you know, CS:GO Valorant style game. And like I, I tried CS:GO. I'm not a huge fan of CS:GO. I have yet to try Valorant because it's it, to me it looks like CS:GO. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm it's I, I I'm definitely pushing back on it. And like I, this has made me realize I probably should like keep it a little bit more open minded because this was a solid game. Like, I think the biggest thing that kept me from ever trying it out was the whole third person aspect of it because i'm not a big fan of third person games but the game does phenomenal it plays phenomenal with the third person aspect in there so you know if you don't like third person games i still give it a shot because i'm a big call of duty person you know first person life but it's a solid third person shooter yeah, first uh, I I'm a, I prefer first person point of view, especially for shooters. I can do it with like RPGs and um other other style games like that. Um, shooters I kind of struggle with, especially because a lot of times with third person shooters, it requires you to um get really good at swapping your angle. Like so, this game has a button that changes the um which shoulder it's looking over the camera it, so and that's something i always struggle with because i i as a right-handed person i always want to have it defaulted to the right oh you know looking over the right hand shoulder but sometimes you have to change that um angle and you know some of the other angling stuff in third person games kind of throw me off um one thing i noticed like my gameplay wise that always that i was struggling with in this game as opposed to something um like a first person shooter is my wanting to say ads all the time because that ads feels the, the um field of view while aiming down sights is more comfortable to me than not 
Um, so that was something I was getting my ass handed to me. Um, for like I like I, a guy would charge me, I would be still be like ADS, and he would just be able to outrun and outgun me. Um, but again, game is fantastic. Check it out. Worth worth a peek. Um, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about for uh, Rogue Company? I don't think so. I think that's all I got. Gotcha. Rev, any thoughts, questions, opinions? No, I, I haven't even touched the game, so I don't really have much of an opinion on it. <laughs> gotcha. Big. Anything else you want to mention? I'm good. I think I think we've nailed it. All yeah. right. Uh, let's go on into Rev's review of Broken Age. Hey, that's an indie game. It's an old one, though. It, it was made in, like, 2014, I think. Yeah. Um, it was made by, like, uh, it was made by Tim Schafer, who, like, at first, okay, so I, I'm not going to spoil any plot points, but I'm going to say this. At first, I was thinking, man, this game is kind of childish in some ways. Then it was like, oh, wow, there's a little bit of Lovecraftian elements to it, but it's still kind of childish. And then this one huge complex storyline element comes into play, and there's this huge revelation moment of, oh my god like there's a clip of it on my twitch channel where you could see like the moment that it happens it's like oh my god no and it's not long after this the spot that you're uh uh that you're actually showing on the screen right now but it's uh it, it's a um point and click adventure nothing you know super super difficult it's uh it's got you know just a bunch of choice elements a few little puzzles here and there it's mostly about the narrative and my god it it's good it's it's got an amazing storyline. It's got a huge cast. I mean, we're talking. It's got like Jack Black, Elijah Wood, Pendleton Ward from Adventure Times, even in it. Uh, Will Wheaton is in it. It's it's just it's fantastic voice acting cast. The animation is super good. It's a beautiful game. Um, there's not like a whole lot to really discuss about it because it is kind of a point and click adventure. You know, and point and click adventures don't necessarily need a whole lot to run smoothly. Um, but yes, it's an like it's. Typically $14.99, I think. And even for as old as it is, I believe that price is well worth it just because of how absolutely fantastic this game has been so far. I'm not even done with it yet, and it is it is amazing. I can't wait to finish it. I've already started editing YouTube content for it because I'm I'm ready to get this out there because this this game needs needs more people playing it if they haven't already. Yeah, do you want some uh Steam DB it. information here? Um if it, I'm hold on, let me guess potato no I, i'm talking uh price but i mean yeah oh, if yeah, we yeah, if we for it. i mean if we want the uh specs uh the minimum specs windows xp service three pack um <laughs> one point uh <laughs> 1.7 gigahertz dual core two gigs of uh ram uh nvidia geforce gtx 260 an ati radian 80 uh, 4870 HD um, or equivalent card, <laughs> DirectX 9, and uh, you need 2,500 megabytes of uh, available space, and you need a DirectX compatible sound card. See, the fact that this isn't on mobile is ridiculous. This is an easy mobile cl- uh, point and click. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like uh, I feel like it should be. I mean, you can. This is how old it is. It was on the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> keep that in mind yeah so if, if you look at it though if you look at like this, just the steam ratings alone it's like several thousand 
reviews of overwhelmingly positive or very positive, and I 100% agree with that. Yeah, SteamDB has a 81% favorability rating on it, um, with uh, the lowest recorded price being 85% off, $2.24 is what it was listed at. That was uh, The lowest recorded price was um, June 25th, 2019. Um, it seems like it regularly goes on sale as well. Um, so yeah, this that's is when the best thing about older games is they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I say the, the $14.99 is well worth it if you really, really want to get into the game. But my God, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if you just want to pick it up at some point, wait till it's on sale because it's going to be just because it's an older game. But it's it's so crazy, like like the nostalgia factor of it kind of reminds you of those like old HBO storybook series that they used to have like back in the day. The, the little fairy tale ones like the animation style reminds me so much of that. It's like playing through it. It was such a. I don't know. I, I felt like a kid again. It, it had such like a, a kind of a kiddish deal. And at first I was like, come on. Cause like the dude has like a little like toddler esque steering wheel for a spaceship and stuff. But then everything kind of goes sideways and you're like, Oh, okay. Wow. I like the revelation moment. I haven't had something like that in a video game in, in forever. It feels like it's just where you hit that like shocking point in it where you're like, Oh shit. So what's the story hook for this game? Like what what is the what is the premise? How does it start out? Okay. So you get to play as two different characters. Um you you play as Shay who's voiced by Elijah Wood. Um and then you play as uh I believe her name is Vela. Um I don't really know that of the voice actress who played her, but uh Shay li- you know he lives on this like spaceship where everything's really childish. There's like knit toys and all kinds of interesting stuff. When I say interesting, I meant to do quotations there. Um, all kinds of stuff in it that, like, he's very sheltered, you could tell, in this spaceship. And this being essentially makes him want to try to break free of the spaceship because he feels like he's being controlled, et cetera, et cetera. But then you can actually flip at any point, play as Vela, who is a um, who is a teenager in this village that sacrifices uh, teenage girls to this like eldritch god named Mog Chathra every 14 years. Um, and she doesn't want to, so she's going to fight Mog Chathra and try to kill him to um, you know save her village and all this stuff from destruction in the future and the sacrifices and all that. But then you do come to find out that the two are connected, even though at first they do not seem like it. And when you, whenever you start digging deeper into why they're connected, that's when the real amazing, like, you know, what is it? A epiphany kind of happens is really, really intriguing. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. Like you remember those Keanu Reeves memes from Bill and Ted when he's like, it was that moment, like the shock and awe of it all. Yeah. Um, and you said it's point and click, so it's mm-hmm. you know just mouse, yeah. and so this would probably be a really good one for anyone with, um, like a trackpad maybe on a laptop too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, easy. Gotcha. Um, I mean, you're listing off a bunch of top tier actors and voice actors here. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, right? Is it safe to assume? But you know what they say when you assume voice acting is is very well done superb one oh, yeah. might say yeah it's it, yeah it's super well done um and it, it's funny because it's like you can really tell who who's playing who because it's like they're not like at, done like in accents it's in everybody's like natural voices so nothing seems forced um yeah it, it's done really really well um 
let's see, I was I was looking at through the other day at some of the other people that were in it. Um, the girl that plays Vela's name is Masasa Moyo. I don't know much about her, but like Jennifer Hale plays the mom, and like I said, Pen- Pendleton Ward and David Kaufman are all in it. Super good. Dope. Dope. Um, how far are you into the game right now? Okay, so the game the game has two acts, and I'm a couple of hours into Act 2, and Act 1 only took me about maybe six hours to get through um, of actual playtime and not being distracted. So I would assume the game's probably got close to 12 hours. I think I looked it up on how the time to beat.com and it's averages around anywhere from 10 to 12. Gotcha. So definitely one for, for like a good weekend binge. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or it's just something that just like a spare time type thing. You know, like, like Mm -hmm. if you're sitting there just like trying to figure out a game that you want to just sit back and relax and just kind of play through and because you can save an exit at any point. There are no like save points. Uh, it does auto save for you, but you can just hit save and exit at any point and it'll pick up where you left off. So it's, it's super, super uh, accessible. I guess you would say for people to be able to actually enjoy in their, at their own pace. Gotcha. I have one more question. I'll open it up to the other guys here. Mm-hmm. Um, being a point and click point and clicks are notorious for having moon logic do you think it actually makes sense in this game <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it does it actually makes perfect sense and that's what i'm saying like whenever like at first it doesn't at first it seems like two completely separate storylines that have like nothing to do with each other but then everything makes sense it's not there's nothing that's like any kind of like that retcon type of oh well you know it may have seemed this way, but it was actually, no, it's just like these, these things that like tie all of it together. And so far that's what it's been. It's been like immaculate writing. Um, I think yeah. Tim Schafer kind of played a big role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, he, he both directed and wrote it. Uh, yeah. And he did brutal legend too, which I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. He did uh, day of the tentacle and grim Fandango and all those that are like, actually like really well-known uh, for their for their genre, like ones you'll mm-hmm. see go on sale a lot <laughs> because they're older games. But yeah, it's not, it, there, there's none of that that like moon logic type. Now nah, it's pretty straightforward, pretty good stuff. Yeah, it, there's so nothing. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> like oh, I have to get the key to unlock the box to get the squeaky toy for the octopus to open the main door so I can continue. Like there's nothing like that. No, it's more it's more like uh, you'll be sent on like a, a mission to collect something. But once you collect it, you take it back to where it goes. And that's it. You know, it's like you're done. You have point A, point B. Now, I, I will say there was one part so far that got a little um, a little not not mundane, but tedious. And it was I had to go collect a crap load of different things to bring back to build the one big thing. You know, those ones where you have to do like a whole bunch of little tasks to get the big task to to go back. But it's not like step by step. Like I have to do this to get this part, to get this part, to get this part, to get this part. It's just like I got to get this, 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 this and create this. And that, there was one point in the game that was like that. Everything else has been more um, more discussing things with people. And like you do get to like tinker around and t- try to test like what how different items interact with different people or different things in the environment to try to discover how to, you know, basically properly use things. And that's where the, um, uh, the puzzle aspect comes in, but it's, it's not like difficult. You know, it's not like a difficult puzzling game. It's, 
it's it's pretty family friendly too. Like there's even though this gigantic uh, Lovecraftian nightmare is eating people, you don't see any blood. So it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Green thoughts, questions, opinions. You want to get out there? Really? Not not really. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, point and cl- uh, you know that's point and clicks are. Um, I actually kind of want to. I kind of want to try it out because uh, like I want to know what this big twist is. I haven't seen your. I haven't seen the clip, and I. Uh, I can't wait to put I've it watched, on YouTube. Yeah, I've I watched a few people play this game, but I've never gotten to like a twist, and like I haven't watched much of it. So. Yeah, it's like it's like I mean, I'd say maybe ten fifteen minutes after. You, the stories converge and you realize that like, okay, yeah, I mean these they're, they're not completely just two random stories, which you probably, you assumed the whole way. Cause why would they do that? But after they converge, there's this like huge revelation. You're like, Oh shit <laughs> is I would like, I, I would show you the, uh, just the, um, the face I made during the clip. Cause it was just literally just like pure shock. I was, I think, I think the last time I had gotten, that level of a surprise was during Life is Strange when he found out the teacher was involved in like the whole thing. I won't go too far into that because spoilers. Yeah, I was like, I won't go too far into into all that, but yeah, that I think that was the last time I got shocked anywhere near that much. Awesome, big. Any uh, any thoughts, questions, opinions you want to get out there on on this game? Uh, not not any in particular. I haven't played the game, but I have heard about it before. Um, I'm just not a big uh, point and click type of game person. But I said I might be surprised. You know, kind of like with the whole Rogue Company situation. Uh, it might be one of those games that kind of gets overlooked, but it's just a game changer when it comes to it. So, but I'm get it game <laughs> a game changer, Danny <laughs> a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> I, I want to just. I feel like that guy in that one. Um, it's a British comedy uh, sketch where it's just like, what's heavier, a pound of feathers or a hammer or a, a pound of a iron pound or whatever? Of bricks. A pound of bricks or whatever. <laughs> That's right, a pound of bricks. <laughs> I feel like that guy. I don't get it. Or Linda on Bob's Burgers when Tina dressed up as a nun with a briefcase and her Halloween costume was none of your business and she never got it. She's like, yeah, I get it. She's a rude nun. I I don't know why she's rude, but she's rude. It's like, no, no, Lynn, it's it's a pun. It's she's she's a nun with a briefcase. Yeah, she's working all the time. I guess that's why she's so rude about saying none of your business. (laughs) That TV show is just so underrated. Oh, dude, it's like it's my favorite adult based like adult ish comedy show on TV. You know, I'm going to say this and then we're probably then we're going to probably cut to break real quick. But girls Tinder like on Tinder, the office is not a personality. OK, you don't need to quote the office all the time. If you want to prove that you have a personality, at least quote Bob's Burgers. All right. Exactly. I'll say then we, it. Know, then we at least know you like food. I'll <laughs> say it. The office isn't even that good. Oh, I've never been able to make it past the first three episodes. I've tried exactly. on four separate occasions. Same. Like I, I see clips that are reels. funny. Yeah, I see clips that are funny, but other than that, it's like I can't sit and watch the whole thing. It is like six clips out of like how many seasons that usually circulate mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Like ten, I think, or something like that. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, it's not that good. I'll say it. How I Met Your Mother is better. Ooh, wow, yeah. there's I don't like some. How I met your mother either. <laughs> 
there is some real hot takes going on right here. Said it. I'm just very. I, I'm just. I think most. I, I think most commercial like or like um what a, episodic sitcoms in the last like decade have not been good. I don't think there have been very many that have been very good. No, a lot of yeah. Been like a really good one since like Frasier. I'll say it. Frasier was fucking hilarious. There, yeah, there hasn't been a great. There hasn't been a lot of great like network sitcoms. Future, yeah, animation keeps kicking ass. Did you just mute yourself to yell into the mic? I said, "Was it though? Was Frasier funny?" Oh, it was fucking hilarious. I went back and watched it again. It was hysterical. So, I started watching Frasier right when I started like my radio career, and one of my one of my worst fears was expressed through that show and that was when Frazier like said something about he like he was complaining about living in Seattle and like how it was always rainy and cold all the damn time whatever and it got over the air and that has been a fear that I've always fucking had so I'm gonna shit talk your fan base your fan base's city essentially or like well I mean I already shit talk my fans anyways I don't know why you guys like me no it's just gonna be like yeah I fucking I fucking hate this town I hate the fucking listeners that call in <laughs> is there a single intellectual person in all of fucking Iowa <laughs> the green calls the station like hey Booker hey Booker hey Booker what you got to say Holmes Alright, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay right there. And we'll be back. Back. Alright. We're back. Did I get that did I get that off before you went back live? I'm not one hundred percent sure. You'll have to listen back I... to it later. Because <laughs> oh, I hope I I hope I got that in there in time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are uh, time for some news. So I know anyone who's who's watching or listening, um, real quick, probably wants us to talk about CES. We're gonna do a CES roundup next week. It'll be just like a big old fucking uh, uh, CES roundup with like Green's Tech Corner. We're gonna talk about all the shit that Nvidia talked about and talk about some of the dumbest shit that was at CES, some of the coolest shit. That's all gonna be next week. Um, today we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about GeForce and uh, Google Stadia coming to LG TVs, getting native support. So unsurprisingly, game streaming services are starting to come to smart TVs natively. Yay. Awesome. Dope. <laughs> and this year we'll be bringing Google Stadia and NVIDIA GeForce Now to LG TVs. Uh, Google stated that it expects Stadia to be available in the second half of the year. Um, so probably quarter three, probably early quarter three. Um, after the 2021 lineups of uh, OLED, QNED, and NanoCell TVs start shipping. So mark your calendars for that. Um, currently, the best way to play Stadia on TVs was through the Chromecast or any device with Google TV. Um, and best is in quotations there because apparently uh it like overheated chromecasts <laughs> over, um, I remember it, that. yeah that was that was fun when chromecast ultras were getting hot to the touch um right now geforce is currently available on nvidia windows mac os chrome os android and safari for ios devices and the safari version right now is currently in beta 
Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to kind of go around the horn here and just see if you guys have any takes that you want to mention. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, a big old door. Any, any takes that you want to put on this particular story? Um, I think it's personally awesome that, you know, we've come to a point where we can put a gaming service on a TV, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to think that in, I don't know, the span of 10 years, we went from 1080p being, we got to have 1080p to 4k and don't even need a console anymore. So I think, you know, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, Rev. I'm just glad that they're bringing GeForce now to counterbalance the idea that they're bringing that dumpster fire Google Stadia um, to their oh TVs. Oh my shit. I, dude, you, we, hey, like-minded on this front. You know we are. Oh so much um, shit. I'm still, I, I, I am kind of curious to see if Amazon Luna ends up making it on these TVs, though. Um, because it's still in the pipes. Actually, uh, one of my good buddies, Buns of Bread, got the got an email invite to test out Amazon Luna. So we're gonna, I, I'll keep in touch with him and see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, now I, I, I'm, I'm with the door on this. It's, it's really cool to see that you're able to do this stuff on TVs now. The question being, obviously, how optimized. I mean, hell, GeForce GeForce runs better than Stadia on you know on on its own. Let's just hope at least Stadia can run the dumpster fire that it is on these TVs because, you know, I mean, are they going to have the software and hardware necessary to run these things properly? Are they at least going to have an Ethernet port on them to be able to actually have a stable Internet connection to do this stuff? All that remains to be seen. So optimistically, that's awesome. You know, Um, I think I think it's a it's a great starter for people who can afford these gigantic, ridiculously amazing TVs, unlike somebody who's rocking a uh, 32 inch 720 like me. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's good. I think it's a really cool, uh, if nothing else, it's a, it's a step, you know, it's, it, it's another step in a direction to an unknown destination of wonder and magic. I don't, I don't know. I, I did DMT yesterday, so I don't know. <laughs> thinking, I didn't, but I wish I did. <laughs> uh, Greenlee, your take. I, I'm going to have to wholeheartedly agree with Rev. Like, uh, it's kind of. I'm not thrilled about Stadia moving to another platform that they're going to shit on, but I mean, GeForce Now is cool. I mean, it is a rental service. You don't have, you know, you're renting a, a PC, so it's not as much uh, intake. Uh, Stadia is just Stadia. It's trash. But I'm happy for GeForce. If you haven't tried GeForce Now uh, from like a trip or traveling or anything like that, like on your phone or laptop or something that can't, you know, run a PC game normally. It's definitely something worth trying. Hundred percent agree. Absolutely. So it's not the same. It's not the same as a console or PC. No, but it's better than Stadia. You do you log into your current Steam account and you play it through GeForce now. Okay, so here's here's my take. Um, it's a good move for both services. Excellent job. It's a good move for uh, LG. Um, I think it's good move in particular for Stadia. And here's basically for me making it more accessible can't hurt its chances of longevity because we've talked about it before where there is a serious longevity concern with Stadia, right? It, RP, because Google has a graveyard of failed services or discontinued services. 
it immediately makes people unsure if they want to pay into it, right? So there are certain games that, I mean, if you want to play, I'm sorry, if you want to play certain games, I mean, you're going to have to pay into it. And then if the free games on there you want to play, you have to pay for like the Stadia Pro or whatever, right? So there's a investment cost that anyone that's interested in doing some sort of game streaming service like Stadia has to incur. And lowering that investment cost, right? So now for the TV, if you buy an LG TV, or if that was already something you were going to buy, this is just a plus to buying that LG TV. Now you don't have to get a Chromecast to play Stadia, right? So there they kind of make that a nicer, better package. Um, it's also a good sign in terms of longevity because it's showing us that Google is making attempts to improve the service, which means that they aren't giving up on it yet. Emphasis on yet. They can always give up on it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do because, again, the Google graveyard. That's, you know. The Chrome uh, Cemetery, if you will. The Chrome. <laughs> The it's very well, and I will now be referring to it as the Chrome Cemetery. The Chrome Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. So again, I think good. Uh, um, I want to see Roku support come because I own a Roku. <laughs> I would like to be able to access, um, especially GeForce Now. I'd love to be able to do GeForce Now on, um, on my Roku. Uh, are you are you trying to tell me to hydrate? Is that what's going on here? No, I'm hydrating for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I did see the the alert. Someone spent channel points here, and I've been sitting here with a glass of water, but I've also been talking. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm doing it for you. Ah, you don't have to. I got you. He's he he's hydrating by proxy. By proxy. <laughs> that's how that works. Um. So yeah, good things, good moves. Um, anything else on this particular topic? Okay, uh, I'm just gonna go off on this quick tangent. Other companies, please support Roku. Okay, I'm tired of trying to figure out how I can watch Twitch on my fucking TV. I All will right. say it's hard. For, it's hard for Twitch because with Amazon owning I Twitch know. and the Fire Stick being competition. But I will say this: Roku does have the HBO Max. Um, app now and i'm excited because that is that might be the best show streaming service by sheer content alone out there like i you know netflix has a lot but mm. how much of netflix's stuff is trash you know like it's stuff you'll never watch like hbo max has like all a bunch of like the cool cartoon network stuff like adventure time regular show stuff like that it's got all the studio ghibli films available and then plus anything hbo ever show wise plus any of their movies that are currently in rotation on any of their channels yeah. super solid for like 15 a month Danny I can fix your Roku mm. by giving you a Google Chromecast <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the one thing that they did do right like I love my Chromecast because mm-hmm. it like I just I, whatever as long as it, it it's available on the phone I just hit the cast button and it's and like there's nothing I have not uh, there's nothing I've found that doesn't allow it yeah, you 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 like the porn hubs on the on the seventy inch TV. <laughs> you can have the porn hubs on the seventy inch TV. Dude, I want to see, see the razor bumps. I was gonna say yeah, I want to be able to see those razor bumps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, which again, I I'm just on a fucking um, 
Okay, so I'm getting some questions here. Uh, can't you plug your uh, PC into your TV? Watch it. Th- so my TV is pretty far away from my PC. Uh, my main issue really is just um, I'd have to run an HDMI cable all the way there, and it w- the TV is just one of those. Um, it's it's got Roku built into it. It's a TCL 32 inch Roku smart TV, so it was already built in. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things that it my my space is not quite optimized for it. Anyways, um, that was my that was my uh, tangent there, <laughs> and I apologize for my tangent. Um, next big story that uh, this is going to be one that would um probably affect people's wallets maybe in the future. And this is mostly interesting analysis from the Federal Trade Commission's uh, commissioner. I'm going to apologize. I believe it's Rohit Chopra. Uh, He made some comments um, uh, regarding the mobile app and gaming market. Uh, These stem from a case that the FTC has now settled against the mobile advertising company Tapjoy, um, which allowed mobile developers to integrate ads into their games and that issue enough is important enough for me to uh, do a quick tangent. Um, just explaining what that is. So basically what happened was that the FTC found that Tapjoy were basically not holding out advertisers accountable uh, by allowing them to engage with players, um, having players spend money or share data without the advertisers delivering the goods promised in the ad. Right, so you play like with those mobile games, and it's like, watch a free ad for five gems, and like you watch the ad. Um, Tapjoy is the company that helps build that integration for the mobile developer, and Tapjoy wasn't making sure that people, like, if you watch that ad, that you for sure got those five gems. They there were a lot of advertisers who were basically running fraudulent campaigns, and Tapjoy is responsible for making sure that doesn't happen, and they weren't doing that um and just a little bit on on that uh there um chopra said this quote tabtoy did little to clean up the mess even when hundreds of thousands of gamers filed complaints this also harmed developers of the mobile games who are cheated advertising revenues they were entitled to um so that was a that's a i mean normally that would be a big story in its own and i think it is worth talking about we can we can talk about that a little bit here after I get after uh, get through some of this other stuff. Um, but Chopra's comments can or, or Chopra. I again, I apologize. I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, <clears throat> made some other comments regarding the case and just kind of some general statements about the uh, industry, um, specifically about Google and Apple's role in the industry right now quote by controlling the dominant app stores these firms enjoy vast power to impose taxes and regulations on mobile gaming industry we should all be concerned that gatekeepers can harm developers and squelch innovation and i now just had a flashback to august sounds a lot like what congress said Chopra also pointed specifically to the, uh, quote, rent extraction seen in Apple and Google's 30% commission fee on all purchases made on the platforms and their banning power for dev, uh, devs who violate that rule. Epic? 
I feel like I hear an Epic Games somewhere. Um, echoes of podcasts past. Echoes of podcasts past. <laughs> he uh, stated that this forces developers to include addictive, invasive, and otherwise harmful business models into their products. Quote, developers in small businesses risk severe retaliation for speaking up, including outright suspension from the app stores, and which is an effective death sentence, end quote. Chopra ended his statements with no prescriptions. Surprisingly, he made no prescriptions for the situation um, in, for the market to take. Uh, and also made no announcements of actions that the FTC will be taking, but rather just said that the FTC will be taking a deeper look at the practices in the industry, especially the roles that Google and Apple play. Chopra is a Fortnite player. That's why he's siding with Epic. <laughs> Ooh, scandalous. Um, quote, when it comes to addressing the deeper structural problem in the marketplace that threaten both gamers and developers, the commission will need to use all of its tools, competition, consumer protection, and data protection to combat middlemen mischief, including by the largest gaming gatekeepers. Um... So yeah, that's I mean that's the that's the end quote there. Uh, I feel like I should we should break it down. Let's I mean we could probably start with the Tapjoy thing, and uh, uh, go to green there. What do you what do you feel about the Tapjoy uh, case? I don't know. Like <sighs> I feel I feel like. Uh... I mean, if the if they're saying that they're they're not holding advertisers accountable, that like there has to be some basis in it. I mean, it's the FTC. I mean, it is the government, but then I also don't like the government. So, uh, but like, I get the point though. Like the ads have been constantly shit. Where like like a lot of the ads I've noticed have like tried to trick you into like clicking the ad with like little X's that you're barely possible to click and then everything around it is like a pressure like to actually click the ad link and so like something needs to be done i feel like the ftc would be the 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 you know department to do it hopefully i don't know yeah fuck ads <laughs> well it's, i mean as someone who makes their living on advertising almost exclusively. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like advertisements. I don't like advertisements in games. I'm not going to say fuck advertising. Um, <laughs> I'm going to instead say maybe don't run fraudulent campaigns, advertisers. I'm not, I'm not talking about like <laughs> regular advertisements. Oh, I'm not talking about the advertisements that affect you, Danny God. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about the TV advertisements and the radio advertisements. Oh. I just I want to play ads. my Candy Crush. Oh. I don't hate radio ads because I understand that there's no subscription service to public free radio. So it's like, well, they do have to pay the bills somehow. But TV, it's like, fuck, I pay for you. Don't show me an advertisement. <laughs> it's the same with like Netflix and Hulu. Like, mm -hmm. like Hulu. Like I'm paying a thing for Hulu. I don't want to pay the extra for Hulu. Right. Like I yeah, get it. It's part of like the TV contract. Like there has to be commercials unless you pay a certain amount. I will say I this though. That. Uh, that there there are no ads in like a bunch of their movies i've noticed like if you do watch a movie on hulu there's no advertisements i thought that was kind of cool but yeah i died man fuck, fuck ads and tv so uh rev since you're talking tap joy the tap joy thing how do you feel about that case 
uh, somebody needs to really actually put the hammer down and hold them accountable if they're not paying out the the currencies that they're supposed to be paying out from you know from the advertisements being yeah. ran, which they um, did. They they got hammered pretty hard by the FTC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it needs to, that. That's how that needs to happen. Is they they need to be held accountable for it because that's that's bullcrap. Especially since that's literally their one service. And that's actually we were having the conversation about the FTC beforehand because that was like the whole point of contacting them, like to file an FTC complaint, is that you are not receiving these services that you are you are paying for as advertised. And so yeah, I mean if if, if they're not going to take it seriously enough, it, but on the flip side, is there any competition to tap joy? Are they are they able to get away with doing stuff like this until they get caught because there's no competition? There's not another company out there that these these advertise these advertisers can go through, you know, and filter their stuff through. I think there needs to be competition because once the competition uh, arises, the quality has to go up on one side or the other, or else they lose. Yeah. So um, real yeah. quick, uh, Tapjoy, <clears throat> I kind of I feel like I might need to like mention this again. They're a middleman service, mm-hmm. right? So you develop a game. And then you go to Tapjoy to integrate their ad serving service mm-hmm. into your app. So the it's also a way for developers to get money. And so if an ad is served to a user, but the developer doesn't get that money, it also harms the developer, which right. is a massive problem too. I just feel like that yeah, also absolutely. needs to be pointed out because we are we are a cons- uh, customer and consumer centric show. Mm-hmm. But it also isn't just about the consumer and the and the customer. It is also about developers. Um, right. I just wanted to you point that to make out too. Money to make games. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, like in in a base in this like particular basis, you know, the developers are technically the consumers because they're the ones that are that are consuming the service to have these you know these ads ran through. And yeah, the the fact that I mean, literally, because they weren't doing their job and what they were contracted to do properly, all sides all sides were harmed in some way or another monetarily. And that's that's a uh, complete bullshit. Then that needs, yeah, they, I've, there needs to be some competition because I haven't, I don't think there's another one out there other than Tapjoy that really does this stuff. If you're going to run ads and games, I'm with Green. Fuck ads and games. But um, but if it's going to happen, there needs to be some kind of some kind of quality check by having some kind of competition there, where it's like, well, shit, we have to do a better job because if we don't, they're going to go over to this guy. Yeah, uh, Bigeldor. Thoughts, opinions yeah. on the Tabjoy case specifically? I am, I am with the other two. <clears throat> ads in games, atrocious. Um, especially when they're advertised as free, and you go to play them, and you know you're spammed with advertisements to every five seconds. Um, and them not, you know, saying what they're gonna do. You know, hey, do this, we'll pay you, or you know, in in that sense, um, you know. Kind of, kind of into a home a little close, uh, but it just, you know, shouldn't happen. As someone who advertises, here, here's what you do for me. I'll give you back something. Um, and they don't do that. Just kind of something needs to be done about it. So, and which it was, as you said. So good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Get them. <laughs> Get them. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, you guys didn't say anything that I wouldn't have already said. Um, which I think uh, kind of leads us to the next part of the conversation there, which was his overarching comments about the industry uh, in the marketplace as a whole. Um, do you guys need me to pull any of those quotes again? Um, 
I'll, I'll start with you, Rav. Do you need? I'll let you say your piece. If there's anything that you need me to uh, pull a quote again, let me know. Oh no, you don't need to pull anything because I mean, like you said, it echoes it echoes the the congressional hearing almost to a T. And part of me thinks that like maybe that the those statements were almost made as almost like a reinforcement because they you know in to some capacity work together on these things. And so to, to kind of for a show of solidarity, it feels like maybe that he was just kind of echoing their sentiments um, about these things. And again, um, only reason that uh, he was he was bringing up the whole deleting uh, deleting apps and stuff is because he's a Fortnite fanboy. Uh, he's XX banged your mom 420 XX on Fortnite. If you didn't know, Milf Slayer 69. He, he was he was the best player on iOS too. Oh yeah, yeah. He's pissed, dude. Yeah, he oh. can't he can't cut it on on Sony, dude, or on uh, on the PlayStation. He he's just exactly. on iOS. Was killing yeah, it on he, iOS. He, well, the thing was like for those of you who don't know, Mr. Chopra was uh he's he's the. Uh, Full disclaimer: None of this is true. Uh, he's the um, the third cousin of uh, you know shamanistic uh, spiritual man Deepak Chopra, and he um, he was the number three mobile Fortnite player in the world. Number one on iOS, but number three in the world on mobile. And uh, when they pulled him from the App Store and it removed him from the top three, he uh, he had to go out and buy a Samsung. And as an Apple fanboy, he was really pissed about that. Um, because he felt like he was betrayed one because he lost his status in his game and two, because he had to switch to, from Apple over to, uh, over to Samsung in order to continue, uh, his rise in Fortnite. And I, honestly, I can't blame him. I'd be pretty pissed too. <laughs> but I love your disclaimer that none of this is true. Uh, so Mr. Tropa talking about <laughs> so that Mr. Tropa can't sue us for, um, saying that he's a fucking God on iOS Fortnite. Um, Bigledore, uh, on the on the topic of Apple, Google, and the wider space, uh, any thoughts, opinions, questions you want to express? I I have none at this moment, actually. Um, yep, I might be a little lost, but hey, you know, it is what it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Green, your take. Uh, you pretty much said it. It's you know, it's just like the the Apple v Epic hearing shit so and and yeah just yeah it's the same yeah the old antitrust suits or hearings antitrust twist (laughs) when are we going to learn to be you know when are we going to learn to trust again everything's all about antitrust and and now nobody ever trusts anybody anymore it's just all about the money the money fucking Fortnite. (laughs) so uh Here's my takeaway from this string of comments that he made. Um, first off, markets are probably going to change in the next five years. Um, these things move fairly slowly. The FTC moves slower than these companies can move uh, and change their course, which means unless the FTC has a very specific set of charges they're going to level and do it soon, we probably won't see anything from the FTC in the near future. What's more likely going to happen, in my opinion, is that Google and Apple are going to change their practices. That, as as Rev alluded to, they you know are getting looked at very heavily from at least the previous Congress. Probably will get looked heavily from this Congress as well. They are getting eyeballed by the FTC, the DOJ, and a bunch of other uh, entities around the country. Um, and around the world, um, I believe there are things going on in the EU as well. 
So what is more likely going to happen is that they're going to change their practice before anything can actually get levied against them. Hopefully. That's in theory what I think is going to happen. I'm not an expert. I don't have an ear to the door of any of these boardrooms. So I don't fucking know exactly. Um, well, uh, I... I wanted to go ahead and point something out that actually reinforces kind of what you're saying. You know, you're talking about how this Congress will probably look a little more heavily into it. Uh, and I, I believe that's going to be true because a, uh, a more liberal um, democratic Congress would typically favor some heavier re regulations as opposed to more like a more conservative kind of free market esque, not free market, but free market ish type of Congress would. So you're probably looking at seeing a lot more heavily regulated stuff coming through. So I believe that this Congress will look a lot more heavily into it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, the there's corporatists on both sides of the aisle and the the there's there's just a lot of corporatists. <laughs> it's a matter uh, how many gamers are on both sides of the aisle. That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Um you know what though what's going to be terrifying is when when those when those Apple fanboys charge the capital. That's going to be terrifying. Is it even wheelchair accessible for them to get up there and they're rascals? Like, <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, there's just going to be a lot of Starbucks cups getting thrown at cops. A lot of lattes. Yeah, they're all gonna, they're all gonna be like me with their fucking square glasses, skinny jeans, button-down <laughs> shirts, throwing fucking lattes like riot cops trying to break into the Capitol. Take my tofu, asshole. Yeah, as you don't understand, <laughs> it's not about the processing power; it's about the convenience. <laughs> or even better, you'll just end up, you'll just end up hitting them with the uh, you know, it's not a phase, mom. Yelling into the Fox News cameras. If I spend $1,000 on a phone, does that make me rich? Does that make me likable? The Apple, the Apple fanboys are the kinds of uh, the kinds of fanboys that when they riot, they would actually stop to ask, Queen, are you Fox News or CNN before I talk to you? Mm. Mm. That, would, got... and that would determine their entire outrage. It's like CNN. It's like, yeah, down with the government. And then Fox News is like, oh, it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> they know their old ass parents are at home watching Fox News. I'm just imagining, you know, those uh, those stickers that you get with every single Apple product. <laughs> they just put the Apple sticker on their baseball bat for when they break the window to Congress. No, that's what they try to use as weapons. They try to Frisbee fling these little Apple stickers at everybody. <laughs> the whole Capitol is just, just stuck with like a multitude and what is it? A uh, freaking what is it? A collage of just Apple stickers. I would say they would have tried to take members of Congress hostage with uh, lightning cables, but we all know that they don't get those anymore in the box. That's probably oh, they why they, they knew the revolution was and coming, so they had to take away the weapons. They'll the break in a few now. hours, anyways. Either, anyways, <laughs> they'll just break. So, I mean, <laughs> they just no, no, they, they just won't shatter. even break into the cap. They won't even break into the capital, dude. They'll just show up with extra money, saying, "We know we have to pay extra." You know what would be absolutely hilarious is that they're trying to break down the window, and like. <sighs> Come on, I've broken like five phones. Why isn't this glass breaking that easily? <laughs> it's green seven times. I went through seven iPhones, by the way. Oh, Jesus. True story. Uh, Best Buy's black tie insurance was the shit back then, though. <laughs> they're they're going to end up rallying the, uh, rallying the um, oh, what are they? The uh, Intel fanboys behind them to help them. No, no, there's, there's the no more Intel fanboys. Yeah, <laughs> but but all um all the Apple machines are moving to ARM. 
So they don't have for now for or, or soon they will be. But yeah. right now they're like, it's going to be like, it'll be the uh, the Lord of the Rings meme. I never thought I would die beside an Intel fanboy. How about beside a friend? <laughs> I, I can do that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 89.99 extra i can do that yeah. which by the way i say this as an apple user so a big old door doesn't have to feel uh called out here <laughs> too, too specifically <laughs> i do this i do this because it pisses my fiance off who is a diehard apple fan she's like macbook ipad iphone mm. everything apple her dad's I, the same way apple hard cost more in your house <laughs> I just exactly. like the phones. So that's about it. I have I have an iPad. I got that as a as a Christmas gift years and years ago, which I use mostly now for Dungeons and Dragons and also to like watch YouTube when I'm in bed. Um, My iPad has one one use, and that is for Stream Deck. Yeah, mobile. I got this iPad because I got my fiance this iPad, and then I bought her a new iPad. <laughs> And do keep in mind that this has been established on the show before. If you have missed it, door uh, that there is a difference in an iPhone user and an Apple fanboy. Mm, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. yes, oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yes, for sure. We, we like to rag <laughs> on people who have uh, who join the brand, uh, uh, the cult brand um, or the they cult of the, the brand. It's a cult of personality. <laughs> I mean, how arrogant do you have to be to be a, a gigantic corporation and put the symbol of the bitten forbidden fruit on your own product and hand it to people and say, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> um, so Apple's the devil monster. The, the claws look like the, the Hebrew 666 conspiracies. So uh, I'm going to finish up my, my point real quick because we went on a massive tangent, which is great um hopefully these two companies change their behavior before the ftc has to bring a case that'd be great that'd be awesome um yeah before the doj and the ftc have to waste a bunch of uh taxpayer money on on enforcing um you know antitrust law let's let's have you guys change before that happens be fucking great guys come on I agree. I agree. Fuck Apple. <laughs> and don't forget, Google is also uh, a part of this, too. Oh, yeah. And I'll say it. Facebook and Amazon. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Google. <laughs> fuck Google. <laughs> fuck Facebook. The only reason the we keep getting on, on the only reason we keep getting on these tangents is because we have to satisfy Danny's geometry fetish. Dude, it always gets off on tangents. Oh, yeah. Always. Hmm. I just like saying fuck and then insert company. Insert name. random bad guy name here. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay. Well, I mean that's that. I mean, do we have any other uh takes that we wanted to add to this conversation? I, I do have to say um uh another tangent. Um I'm sorry, Dor. We're we're dropping the F bomb a lot and I know you don't like I don't Oh I don't, no, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. You you don't like to partake. I'm yeah. trying, trying to feed yeah. you into it, and it's it's not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> no, I don't partake, but it doesn't bother me. All right, um, I think it's a good time to wrap up the show. Unless you guys had anything else you wanted to talk about? No, dude. Gaming and gaming news and everything has been so slow lately. I blame dude. that on like, COVID. Yeah, we are. I mean, we covered all the big topics in the last like month with like the the cyberpunk 2077 and the data miner stuff all the big news has been like 
over the last month is like everything's just dying down right now. But you're going to have to ride it out and see when interesting ish will happen again. Yeah. I mean, it's also after the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had those deadlines. Yeah. Well, in in green, like what green just said, CES, uh, which will be our which will do our big extravaganza next week, which I I don't know, like doesn't uh, I think it's uh, Gamers Nexus does like the stupidest case every year on on ces and like i don't think that like are they even doing an actual convention this year I... no it's all virtual and talk shows it's basically <sighs> it's just like how uh like the pc gamer show and everything happened last year mm. um disappointed yeah which kind of stinks that you know you don't get to see footage of people like Steve Burke just roaming around like, ooh, what is this? <laughs> right. Mm. Or or Linus dropping something in a in a convention room filled with uh NVIDIA uh engineers. <laughs> I'm gonna miss that footage. I'm gonna miss Linus getting to like take apart uh RTX five thousand and like dropping it in front of somebody. <laughs> like with that look, he always has that look though. yeah like a like a deer in the headlights as this nvidia engineer just looks sad that he dropped his baby (laughs) um all right let's go on ahead and wrap up the money to like like reimburse them though (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah um i would actually love to just like get into linus's financials (laughs) that would be I am so curious. Little Peeksy. <laughs> Little Peeksy. Um, all right, let's wrap up the show. Um, a big old door. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, for those who missed the top part of the show, tell the folks out there who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. I'm a big old door. Uh, I stream on Twitch with, uh, you know, the name, a big old door. Uh, I also do make music on all music platforms whatever you want to call it um but my name is andy a and d dash caps on spot i do instrumental and in, instrumentals and stuff like that if i can say things right yeah um jazz hands on my way out <laughs> guys catch all that information uh in the episode description you guys can find that there uh mr greenley what's coming up on your channel i don't know what to do with my hands uh definitely more rogue company um uh and some minecraft because i have an addiction that i can't seem to break um i will try my darndest not to play that cursed game this week that i will not mention because they keep fucking shit up um but i mean i do have i i'm a man of many many video game addictions so i, I can't guarantee it mm-hmm. um but you can catch me on live uh twitch.tv forward slash mr green lead find me on my all my socials all mr green lead except for uh instagram which i hardly ever use anyways so yeah yeah ref padre You're muted, buddy. You're muted, You're muted buddy. I'm goddamn muted. Um, hi. Uh, take two. Tomorrow, I'm going to continue uh, Broken Age tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow night's my multiplayer night. I'm going to be. Uh, I'm actually going to be playing some Phasmophobia, co-streaming with a couple of people that I just randomly met through uh, through TikTok and 
through just random raids and stuff. So that ought to be pretty fun. But I should be finishing up Broken Age pretty quick, and I'm going to be switching over to Jazz Punk, which looks hysterically funny. Um, but aside from that, yeah, it's just going to be uh, going to be chugging along on my old list over here. And you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash RevSfin, or you can find me on literally any other platform with RevSfin TV. I don't care where it is. You look me up. I'm there. Dope. Uh, coming up on my channel, more Fallout 4. Probably be playing more um, Rogue Company because I did thoroughly enjoy that. I think it's going to get added to um, regular rotation. I'll probably play some Minecraft on Green's uh, Realm. Probably uh, probably will be doing that. Um, I have a Pokemon Crystal Clear Nuzlocke that I'm working on right now, too. That'll be on YouTube. So make sure you guys follow me on YouTube or subscribe to me on YouTube. Um, you guys can also catch the show there. If you guys miss any part of the show, you guys can find it on that YouTube channel. Like I just said, I'm apparently going to repeat myself multiple times. You guys can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found if you guys want to find me on the social medias you guys can find me on twitter and instagram at d-n-e-k d-a-n-i-e-c-a-e this is my last week filling in for nerdy notes on with ned on rock and wait so hear me there as well don't forget the question of the week this week the question of the week is what tv show are you most excited for this year you guys can answer that in the comments of this youtube video or you guys can tweet at us as well other than that, guys, I don't think there's anything else that we need to talk about, mention, or discuss, right? We all, we're all good? I think so. I think so. we're good. All right, guys. I'm, I'm all good. Then until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fight. Unless that good fight is storming the U.S. Capitol, you dinguses. That's not what I mean by that. See you guys next week. Bye. I love you. Yes, it is. <laughs>